Hey, this show is presented by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com slash dangle to receive 20% off your next purchase. And let's start the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. I just can't believe it. I can't believe that Jesse Blake of the Jesse Blake Sports Report, who's claiming the Arizona Coyotes had a playoff spot stolen from them by the Colorado Avalanche in the latest episode that came out yesterday. He's right. But yes, why? I am right. Uh, I can't why? believe that Jesse Blake, who wants to be a, system. a GM. Uh, it's an argument for the NHL to go to wins and losses as opposed to the point system right. that they currently have. Well, That's I what am, it is. I'm into it. I don't yeah. know. Would you listen to a podcast by a guy who claims no. to be a GM in NHL 23 has never won a cup and thinks Vili Huso is good? Yep. <laughs> Vili Huso, Uka Pekalugin, neither won a cup. GMs never won Vili a cup. Vili Huso has won a cup. No, not in video games he hasn't. No, he sure hasn't. <laughs> nope. You know? So. Uh, what else? I don't know. Oh, Actually, you fired Jason Spezza after less than a season? Yeah, midway through the As season. As the captain, you're garbage. Yeah, no, he was, he was uh, an awful head coach. You're garbage. You're an awful wow. general manager. Man, Billy Huso showing up and just letting Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Mitch Mar- he, he, you know what? I think Billy, Billy Huso did Mitch Marner a favor and just said, you know what? Well, you go ahead and extend your point streak. You Mitch. do it. You go ahead. You, I don't do mind. It. you didn't get one in the first well, oh, Mitch, you're losing your touch. That's Here's right. one. Why don't we talk about how no. No, you guys are bullies? Billy Huso is really bad. Why don't, why don't we talk about how you guys are bullies? Wow. What do you mean? I don't appreciate all the abuse I took online. Really? I think, no. like, you guys pushed me to the brink of deleting my account. Wow. Yeah? It was, wow. It was, there was a lot of cyberbullying, and why can't people enjoy things? I just don't know why you can't accept the facts. I haven't seen a goaltender play that bad since Martin Jones's career. I, yeah. It's bad. I think you're bullying me. So we're going to we're gonna continue the bullying in person yeah, now. That's, why, well, why can't people enjoy things? Why can't, why can't I enjoy the Leafs lighting up Villiuso? You can. Why are you yucking my yum? You can enjoy that, just not at my expense. Mm. I think that it's very, mm. it's it's unlike you guys to be <laughs> bullying somebody so relentlessly. I thought we had a better ethos for the show that we were like supporting people. Does that and make we were about positivity? Does that make your goaltending picks good? I, no one, you're nope. distracting from the issue here, nope. and it, that is that I didn't nope. have a good time online because of mm. you guys. Listen, Adam and I are not the villi in here. That's right. You see, because... But Steve, who so is? Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I, woo! 
Love that. All right. Love that All for right. us. I, I, Hilarious. I don't support bullying, but my co-hosts, it looks like they do. Mitch Marner can uh, tie the well, co-CEOs. Uh, <laughs> Mitch Marner yes. can tie the Maple Leafs record of consecutive games with at least one point tonight against the San Jose Sharks and join Daryl Sittler and Eddie Olchuk with runs of 18 games. Sittler did it in 77-78. Eddie Olchuk, who a lot of people forget was a Leaf, uh, 89-90. Edzo. And uh, he's got a really good chance to do it tonight because they're playing the Detroit Red Wings again. Oh, no, no, it's the, it's the Sharks. Yeah. It's the Sharks. Yeah. So mm. should we stop? It would have been nice. It would have been nice if James so. Reimer was in that tonight. It would have been Is nice. Is it Kakinen? It's Arendelle. Oh! Is it actually Arendelle? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Arendelle's starting Well, tonight. congrats, Mitch. I hope so. <laughs> congrats. Hey, was Arendelle not a Leaf? Uh, For like a minute? Technically, he wasn't. So he was... Arendelle had one of the most interesting tenures as a Leaf ever. Mm-hmm. They signed him. Uh, people were like, hey, so like you're going to be the Leafs' third stringer. And he's like, oh, I don't want to be the third stringer. I want to be the backup, which was a wild thing to say because the Leafs had Frederick Anderson and Jack Campbell at the same time when he said that. (laughs) Um, And then he was noticeably bad in a blue and white game, which I didn't know you could do. Mm. And uh, then he got claimed off waivers. (laughs) I've never seen someone perform so badly in an intra-squad game. Really? That no one wanted them. Except for the Devils, who and I think we might have a uh, glimpse into why the Devils used to be really bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long they wanted mm-hmm. to upgrade their goaltending by getting Aaron Dell. How long was Aaron Dell's tenure as a Leaf? He signed on October thirteenth, twenty twenty. So intra squad. Oh wait, so then he would have been a Leaf at least till January, right? Because twenty twenty one season started in January. Oh, that's but right. But training camp would have been mid December. So he was a leaf for like three months? I'm going to say two and a half? 91 days. I don't know the days. But Adam, that is very good thinking. Whew. It was a bit of a trick question because the season did begin in January. I was going to say two weeks. And on January 17th, Arendelle was placed so on waivers. Almost three months. So. That's great. I have, to say, I have to say, you guys, those were dark days. Um, and I remember doing that standing up. I did the podcast standing up in those days, uh, from my, from my apartment that Steve never saw, never, uh, but it had the exposed brick that I had always asked for and always wanted. And a fridge with Cholula and nothing else. Remember that fridge? I sure do. It was a nice fridge. It was just empty. And a a Ferrari car bed. I had a Ferrari car bed. Uh, (laughs) Because he was divorced. (laughs) And a tape called, Can I Borrow a Feeling? It's just Adam singing. Call call my phone. Call your phone? Call my phone. No way! You are kidding. (laughs) There's no way this is about I'm not surprised. Hang on, hang on. Jesse. I'm trying, but it's just slow. Oh have, my god! Here we go. I'm calling. Oh damn it! I think I you suck. Oh, oh, you bunch of boomers. Do it one more time. Do it one more time. Do it one more time. Press the button. I, I got button. it. I got it. I love that. <laughs> Wait, is this? <laughs> Is this your ringtone for everybody or just me? Everybody. This is okay. also your picture. See, if it was... 
If it was just you, it'd be funnier. Get it, because he's divorced. It would be funny if it was just that. No but that's just my ringtone. Man, if that's my picture when you when I when I call you, no wonder you always pick up laughing. <laughs> You're always like, "Hello, Adam Wilde." I'm like, "Jesse, you sound very yeah, chipper yeah, today." And he just looked at me and I looked Adam, like a thumb. Do the face. Yeah, mine that's is, my face. Mine is you missing face. a tooth from the hockey oh, tournament. That's right. With yeah. Kenny, I think, right? Uh, or is it just me? No, it's just you. Okay. You're like, uh, my picture for you, Steve, is the one of you in the, in the coat. <laughs> oh, you bastard. Your thumbs up sonnet coat. <laughs> Mine is, you, gave, you gave the camera a dirty look. That makes me laugh every time. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I got paid to go to a hockey game. So you shove it. <laughs> you take that picture where I wore a bulky winter coat with a jersey over it. I like the other Why? one that was like Steve's like at a door and he just is like, he's just to the side. Yeah, that's where you have the lanyard on. Yeah. And it's uh, the mother of the show, Sandra, took that photo. That's yeah. right, Sandra Cormier. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was wearing a <laughs> golf shirt that was way too big because it's all I was given for the trip. And, uh, <laughs> it was the caps, right? Uh, is that what you're watching? No, that was, um, we went to Ottawa for Mm. Canada's World Cup camp. Oh. Canada's World Cup of Hockey camp. Mm. Wow. Remember when that happened? That one time? Uh, yeah. And never again. No, the best tournament ever held every nine years, like Mortal Kombat. (laughs) It's the highest, highest quality hockey in the world. It's the most most prestigious tournament. If you ask the NHL. Yeah. Uh, What do we want to talk about really with the Detroit game? Because it seemed like, honestly, it seemed like Detroit was outplaying the Leafs and probably should have. If, if the talent was equal, Detroit wins that game to me. But I don't think they had a great night from their goaltender. I don't think they have the talent the Leafs do and the finish and the explosiveness that the Leafs do. And they're a team on the up. They're a team on the up. I think the Leafs might have played a little bit better if, um, you know, they had to, if it was a bit more of a back and forth game, but it wasn't. They were winning almost the, except almost for right the whole at the time, except for right at the beginning. Um, listen, that's not the best way to defend a lead. I, I think we know that yeah. Detroit can score. Yes. Um, so I'm not surprised that they outshot the Leafs, but I'm not surprised the Leafs won. The third period looked like Iran playing the United States where they're just playing for a draw and Dude. the Leafs are just trying to run out the third period yeah. there and just hold 19 on. 19-6 to six were the third yeah. period shots. Yeah, It wasn't, it, it didn't feel competitive. It felt like they're just skating around trying to get laps in, waste this 20 minutes. So are we, uh, are we at a place, because I got asked a question in my LFR video, are we relaxed with Matt Murray and Nett? My answer is I've been relaxed for a little bit, I think. Matt Murray has been very good. Yeah. Also, Elias Simpsono's back. Uh, yes. I don't know today. if he's playing tonight. I think it's Murray tonight. Yeah, but uh, he's back in healthy. But M- Matt Murray has been very good, which is a revelation that I don't think anybody really anticipated. Not, dude, I didn't realize until I looked it up like last week. I, I had forgotten that the Sens paid assets to get rid of them. They mm. retained salary. And gave up a third and a seventh, which are Dubas's favorite picks. Kevin Papetti hates a first rounder. <laughs> loves a seventh. Oh, cannot stand when he doesn't have enough. Won't take a fifth though for no, him. Not for that. No way. His hates favorite pick, the thirty eighth pick in the draft. Yes, when he trades back that first. Man, hundred yeah. percent. All right, I want thirty eight and forty seven. Oh yeah, Dubas's favorite picks ranked. 
Number one, give me the 38th overall pick. <laughs> Number two, give me any seventh round. <laughs> Honestly, if, if we ever had him on the show, I wouldn't ask him hard hitting questions. No. I want to talk to him about quirks like that. Like, okay, so Dubas. What's got wrong a, with you? You got a late round first. Yeah. How many seconds can you trade down for? Yeah. Why are you the way you are? Yeah. <laughs> I think we just ask him. Fun I want to ask like him that. about his office. I want to ask him about his office. Is he satisfied with it? It's a dungeon. <laughs> Call Shanny. You saw Shanny's office when uh, John Tavares was given the captaincy. It's this like mahogany, beautiful condo sized office that grandeur as you walk in that befits the Toronto oh. Maple Leafs and their 105, six years of history. I don't know, I think it's 105 yeah, years. Around there. Yeah, something like that. You sound like Creature talking about the Malfoys. Yeah, well, it's what it's what it is. And then and then it's like, Dubas, you can have the basement. You can yep. have these cinder blocks. We painted them blue for you, though. Lucky you. Now, was that his office at, um, what do they call it now? The one at Tobacco? Because uh, it's not MasterCard it's not anymore. Ford Performance Ford Center. Per I always forget. Is that, that was his office at Ford, yes. right? And everybody says to me, well, how come, how come you're giving him such a hard time? It's just the practice ring. Because it's the Leafs. And they have the money. <laughs> That's okay. Come on, guys. The whole thing they gave him a whiteboard of, and an Ikea desk. It should be made of marble. Yes. And be lit by a chandelier that only contains candles. It should look as evil as possible. And it should have something that Con Smythe said that is probably a little out of context, but like, through these doors walk the greatest minds in, in hockey. In something hockey, like that. And win, and it's time to win. Absolutely. I'd like to see his office at the ACC, like, or Scotiabank. I'd like to see that one in comparison. You know, maybe that's his big one. He's okay with the dungeon at the practice facility. Mm. You know. The con might quote, I want you to make a trophy in my honor that players receive and then immediately hand to someone else <laughs> so that they can get the trophy they actually want. I think, I think maybe he didn't want us to see that office is because he wanted to be more relatable. You know? You know, like some I people, some people want need to hide their wealth. too high. <laughs> I, and he wants to I be the everyman. That much Kyle Dubas, the everyman. I think that is made up. I think I also get my clothes from J. Crew. I just, I just figured out Kyle? something that I want. What? I want a picture of the office that he had from the Sioux, mm -hmm. and we're going to compare. I bet they're the same. Mm. Oh my God! There's oh, a video on YouTube. Is there? Oh my God! We can actually find this out. Okay, that'll be the investigative journalism we do after the show. Okay. okay. Um, I last question I want to ask Dubas. What it, which executive assistant is, char is in charge of making the nameplates for his player board where he's always switching mm. the lines and Brandon the lineups? <laughs> no, there's he's not no an way. executive yeah. assistant. <laughs> yeah, no, I just picture him like Dwight doing everything, going around, <laughs> assistant to assistant, the assistant. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That'd be and, funny. Yeah, one day Shanny played a prank on him where he put a nickel in his phone every day to make it a little heavier, and then he took them all out, so he whacked himself in the face with the phone. <laughs> Hilarious prank! <laughs> how no soon, one's ever done. <laughs> how soon after Connor Timmons is a member of the organization do they make a little magnetic plate with his name? Oh, it's made. It's already made. Oh. Instantly? He's made, yeah. They, he, they, he joins the no, team and somebody makes a little metal plate. Before they put the trade call into NHL Central Registry, they're like, Get those fucking plates. Get, and because they're talking, remember, this is, it's probably not even uh, somebody that's paid, somebody who's like an intern. Like, hey, hey, little intern guy, get out there and make a magnetic plate 
Otherwise, you're buying sandwiches for the entire office. They're very impressive. Fire up the press. That's they're, right. They're, they're magnetic. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. That's an extra level of just printing something out. And I bet they have a person for that. And they have to have standards because it's got to have a, uh, it's got to be a certain amount of magnetic, I believe is the time. The scientific mm, term, mm, because he's mm. got to be able to lazily throw it at the board and have it stick like <laughs> Brad Pitt and Moneyball. He's just got to go, Hatterberg, quack, and just hits, <laughs> hits the board and sticks. Giambi. Wow. Yeah. And it just lands right where it's supposed to land. Whack. No, do he it gets with leaves. on base. He crosses do the blue line. Leaves. Whack. Do it with leaves. Do it with Ma- the make the Make the deep airings. All right. All right. <laughs> First, we got Giordano Hall, and this is where you're supposed to go. No, no, it doesn't. He's 39 years old. He can't do it anymore. Just no. I don't even know what to say. The second pair, we got Rasmus Sandine and Timothy Lilly. Oh, Rasmus Sandine doesn't know a, a, a zone exit from a hole in the ground. He doesn't know what he's doing. Our third pairing. Quack! Victor Mete and Mac Hollowell. Christ alive, Kyle! Just because one of them played for the Sioux, they're both 5'9", for Christ's sake! And then they win the World Series. <laughs> who's the other guy? Why? Because he gets, he gets over the blue who's line. Who's the other guy? Because one, the Dubas is the whack. Who's the, Brandon Brito? Is I, um, it's some, <laughs> some fired guy. They're fired now. Because they were, they, their ways. Oh, that's not today's ways. That's the no, old ways. No, no. <laughs> can't can't have that. Yeah, lots of money. Dave Morrison ball. was it? Dave Morrison. <laughs> lots of money. Pun. Dave Morrison, the guy that they their former head scout. Oh, would that be him? What was his Dave name? Dave Poulin. No, Dave Moore. It was like a Morrison. I, I thought. Don't know. And they Gord let him go a couple Stelic. years ago. Some guy. Gord, it was Gord Stelic. Gord Stelic. Gord, yeah. yeah. No, he'd be sitting there. He has to. He's contractually obligated to have a microphone in front of him wherever. Mm-hmm. He of goes. course, he's yeah. still a consultant with the team, is he not? Gord Stelic? No, I don't think so. I, oh no, he's a broadcaster outside. I think council. he works for Sirius XM now. Outside council. Um, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine what Gord Stelic's magnet board would have looked like? It would have just been like. Walk into Harold Ballard's office. Cruelty. Whack. Cruel- Underpaying people. Whack. It's no benefits. Whack. Xenophobia. Yeah. Whack. <laughs> Anti-feminism. Whack. Whack. Uh, yeah, it's... Woo. Times have changed, thank God. Uh, all I want in the world is to see Kyle Dubas lazily flick a magnet at that board and have it stick. <laughs> By the way, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Matt Murray. We are? We were. Yeah, okay. Were. Matt Murray. How good Former Sue Greyhound. Kevin Papetti had a tweet about Matt Murray and Nikita Zaitsev, and he said what's interesting about where the Leafs and Sens are has a lot to do with two players that have been at both organizations and the contracts they signed. You know, it's the fact, the fact that the Ooh. Senators still have Zaitsev, the fact that they, were, that they had Murray and let him go, those are, those are major parts of why they are where they are. Now, they have no defense on the Senators. But it's a, it's a, it's sort of a, I mean, listen, has Matt Murray even played 20 games yet? Oh my no. God, not even close. No. I don't think he's hit 10. So the, he's looked the great. The Leafs themselves have barely played 20 games. Yeah. So he's looked great. He's looked great. But I, I do want to say that like he played 20 games for the Senators last year and looked good. Hey, 22. 22. So let's let him get to 22. Yeah. And let's not rewrite the history. I just of think Matt he looks Murray good deal. so far. I, what I'm not liking Okay, there's two Leaf fans, two brands of Leaf fans saying the same thing. One of them's wrong, one of them's right. One of them is saying, Matt Murray is great, and I always knew he was going to be great. Mm -hmm. And those people are kidding. 
And I respect those people because they're trolling. <laughs> then there's the camp that said, Matt Murray's great. And I knew he was going to be great. And they're being serious. And I want them all to take a seat and shut up because no, you don't genuinely believe that. Stop that. Yes, he won two cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, like, okay, let's bring, let's get John Tortorella on staff. Let's get Randy Carlisle. Let's get every guy who's ever Everyone won a cup, cup ever. So here, what I, what I said, dude, it's been a long time since he was good in the national hockey league consistently. A, cu- a couple of years ago when they were, when they were like, when he was going to be available randomly, uh, I was like, the Leafs should take a chance on him. And then he went to Ottawa and was promptly shite. And then I went. Uh, I, this summer was like, oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> oh, dude. I don't know, I was know, terrified. Man. Yeah, but it was, it's great. And then his first game wasn't great and I got more terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got injured for a month, came back and apparently the recipe for success is get injured for a month and you'll come back even better than ever. Well, let's hope the same is for Sam Sonoff. Uh, Robertson, by the way, in white jerseys yesterday at practice, which means he probably is playing today. Oh my God. Don't have the lines yet, but, uh, could be playing. This is such a weird thing because the Leafs, all they're doing is winning. Yeah. And they're tied for third, I think. Mm-hmm. And here we are complaining about the 13th forward not getting enough. I mean, he shouldn't be the 13th forward, Steve. Let's not diminish that. I agree, but it's, it's bizarre that usually teams that have that as a storyline are not good. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, this guy should be getting a crack in the top six, and this other player in the top six is useless. Well, usually teams with players in the top six who are useless don't do well. Right. <laughs> it's just really weird that the Leafs are consistently. I yeah. think we just we've reached the point of the season, which is every November, where the Leafs are so good that there's not a lot to complain about because they start off really poor and then they do something so extraordinary that the really poor part of the season doesn't matter anymore. This is what exactly happened last year, and it's happening again. That's not so, supposed to be a brand. It is, though. It's mirroring last year. They were 15-2 and, I think, 1 in that, that stretch after their awful start. But we don't want them to mirror last year. They didn't win anything. Well, we want them to mirror it up until the losing part. Right? Well, that's hard. That's, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What is it? Bad month, good month? Is it going to be a tough Christmas there, Jesse? I think I think there's there's a lot of evidence here that the Leafs will be better than last year because last year they did everything in spite of their awful goaltending. If we bring yes. we brought up the stat so many times, but outside of the first two months of the season, the Leafs had under 900 goaltending. That's why I don't think we can project them to once again have that abysmal amount of goaltending. I think it'll be a little better. We've seen how Matt Murray's played. That Sam Sonoff is coming back. He's healthy. And he was great. He was great as well. Eric Schalgren has proven that he can hold down the fort for if one of them goes down again. And I think we can get above 900 goaltending, and the Leafs should have a better rest of the season than they did have last year, unless they want to resort back to their first month of the season. I was, Schalgren's I, terrible. I Schalgren was has s- numbers comparable to Campbell after November. I want to save this. Uh, I was going to save this till later, but I'll bring it up now. Uh, Pierre, Pierre Lebrun uh, for The Athletic. On Jack Campbell in Edmonton. So far, his transition from Edmonton to Toronto has been nothing short of a disaster. His 875 save percentage oh. is 54th among NHL goalies who've appeared in at least seven games this season. Only Capo Kakinen at an 871 and Elvis Merzlikens at 864 have been worse. Those are some names. Eh? Kakinen was big potential guy. Elvis Merzlikens has had great, great runs. Elvis Merzlikens is a goalie with a good track record on a bad team. And Capo Kakinen is a emerging goalie 
on a bad team. Markstrom wasn't, Markstrom didn't become Markstrom until he was like 27 or 28. And he was always highly touted, even in the NHL games where he had like a 97 potential. Yeah. And then, oh no, was it him? Yeah, it was him. When, when I did be a pro, honestly, and oh, I got I drafted, I, I got drafted so by much. the Florida Panthers. So and we much. were really okay. bad. But it's okay because Jake Markstrom took over the net from Scott Clemenson until my GM traded Markstrom straight up for Cal Clutterbuck. <laughs> <laughs> I lasted one season and and actually no, you, it were wasn't you playing even, on very hard or something. What were you playing on? I was you playing were bad. like it was competitive and like we lost in the first round, right? And like so, I wasn't just <laughs> running roughshod over the NHL. And I was like, all right, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to give it an honest try. And I think I got to Christmas and I said, that's enough. <laughs> Going to play for the Leafs. Thanks. Did you request a trade? Uh, I think that or was before you were able to do that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was just that you were sucks. on the team that you were on. Yeah, unless you're a free agent or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, wow. I would trade me right fucking now. Trade <laughs> me right fucking now. I, would, I definitely would have been slap shot about it, but. Uh, where do we? Huh? I know it's listen. I, Markstrom, I, um, San Jose Sharks tonight. I think they beat the Leafs earlier this year. Did they not? They sure did mm -hmm. in overtime. That that road trip, that awful, well, awful that was little a bad road, road trip. trip. Yep. So was, was and then since then they've been awesome. So so ridiculous. San Jose has been a bit of an enigma because bad, but also Eric Carlson good. They have good parts. They sure um, do. Carlson's absurd. Um, Timo Meyer who's my top future leaf Timo Meyer? Yeah, leaf trade target and uh also the red hot Logan Couture who hasn't had the best season but he's had the one of the best last two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um just can't stop scoring. So they they got parts. The QO Leafs for Mr. Meyer by the way, 10 million dollars. That's his QO? That's the QO. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I don't know, should we spend a moment on that because a lot of people have been tweeting that at me. So yeah, yeah. basically, I want the Leafs to Go after Timo Meyer. Mm -hmm. He has an expiring contract, but as Jesse pointed out, and I didn't know this, he's an RFA, mm -hmm. not a UFA. And his qualifying offer is 10 million bucks. Now, just because his qualifying offer is 10 million bucks doesn't mean the Sharks or the Leafs or wherever he is traded to have to give him $10 million a year. It's just 10 million bucks to sign him to one year. You could say, Timo, how about we give you six, seven, eight times eight or whatever? Give him a contract somewhat comparable to Rope Hints or whatever. Um, I think he'd take it. Yeah, I'll take $64 million, right? And that way you're not paying him 10 million bucks for one season of service. Just Just because that's what someone's qualifying offer is doesn't mean you have to pay him that. It's basically just a more clear path to unrestricted free agency for him. Right. But like the no one I don't think anyone would be dumb enough to just let him walk. No, I don't think so. You would I mean you at very least trade his, trade rights, his rights for something. Yeah. Yeah. A conditional something. Yeah, and listen, if you win, who cares? In fact, if you're if you're Leafs, you win a round or two, and he walks. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Oh well. I guess we'll have to do it again with another player next year. There's the standard, huh? Well, I mean, I, I think know. I think so. Uh, <laughs> the Leafs have been playing great lately. You know, the last ten games, seven, one, and two. Boston. That's so silly. Has been nine, one, and zero. Oh, and so that dumb. one is against the Leafs. And by the way, Boston 
has not lost at home yet. They are 13-0-0. They beat Tampa last night 3-1. Stamkos did get a point. He's a point away from 1,000. But the Boston Bruins are the, the unstoppable force. Like we all predicted. <laughs> Dude, I said they would have a special magic to them this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it would be more of a gritty dogfight, a slog up the standings. They're just playing with their food. Yeah. Their goal differential already? Uh, oh, can I, can I guess? Yes, yes. 47. 40. Damn. Still pretty good in 22 games. And I, uh, that means you're outscoring your opponent by at least two goals every game. That's so... In 22 games. That's insane. Stupid. Uh, and, and I want to say this. I, I hope this happens. If the playoffs started today... Boston would play Pittsburgh, so it would be gold and black versus Ooh. black and gold, Ooh. which I'd like. And but I also don't feel like Pittsburgh stands much of a chance in that. However, playoff Crosby and Malkin, things can change, right? Yeah. Imagine Bergeron v Crosby, Krejci v Malkin. Where's their last chance or last dance vibe? Like I know, I think it's three years away. Yeah, or maybe I, it's now. I know those guys are locked up, but like, also, what do you think you're going to be better next year mm. individually? Like. Crosby, Malkin, Latang. I can fairly confidently say next year's version of them won't be as good as this year's version of them. That's how time works. You know, not everyone's Joe Pavelski, although pretty good. They could be like, though, if, if I'm going to give it to anybody to be Pavelski, it's those three. Even he's falling off a bit. Yeah. And the stars can afford that because they have I w- everyone. I want to catch up with the, the stars in a, in yeah. a little bit. Don't, yeah. don't go too far. No, on no. That. Also, uh, how... How wrong were we about the Bruins firing their head coach? Oh, bringing in Jim wrong. Montgomery seems to work wonders. Yeah, the way also, they did it. Also, we can criticize because you did it in the guy's living room. Yeah, after no, he went to the washroom. No, like still fuck them for doing right. that. Like, okay, but it was the right call. Just well, Bruce Cassidy's doing just fine with Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, listen, you can bring in a new coach and winning solves everything. You didn't have to tell the guy he's safe and then go to his house and then fire him in his house. You just didn't need to do that. You just didn't need to do that. And look uh, at how much of a world-destroying team this is. And then they did the stupid Mitchell Miller thing, and we all thought the same thing. They're losing this game tomorrow night. And then they did, and it was the last time they lost. Or no, second most recent time they lost. I think they lost one game since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, d- dude, I, uh, they're not going to finish this season 70 and 12. Yeah. But I don't. It would be fun to see that in the losing. NHL, though. Like, I, like, like Golden State Warriors 2018 type season from an NHL team. But, like, you look at teams that do this in sports, um, they have, like, they're an all-star team, basically. Detroit, uh, a few years ago, I can't remember how long ago, where they won, like, I think 62 games. That's the closest hockey equivalent I can think of. And then you look at the Golden State Warriors, like, yeah, they were an all-star team. They could have played the all-star team, like the old style, where you had the league all-stars versus the champions. Right. 2016, oh. I believe. Was it 2016 with the Golden State And then Warriors? they didn't win. 2016, they they lost, and then 17-18 is two back-to-back with Durant, and then 19 is Raptors. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's how you work back from the Raps. Yeah. That's how it goes. Oh, and then (laughs) I still love that we get to look back on that. Oh, yeah. That's so nice. Uh, But, like, 
I guess the coaching, because sometimes in the NHL, when you change coaches and all the parts are the same, the coaching magic works. The guys just need a kick in the butt and it works. Or it's just a really good culture. Mm-hmm. Like in that room, obviously, I I still think it's it's pretty incredible. The Bruins did what they did. And I've never seen the hockey community so united in this is Bruins management. This is the player team. You know what? Kind of like the last dance. Yeah. No one liked the Chicago Bulls management. <laughs> yeah. Everyone liked the Chicago Bulls players. Yep. Kind of similar in, in that regard. Who was that guy? Who was the GM who wore his, his belt around like his oh shoulders? Got his pants up to his <laughs> nipples. I'm like, just, has no one told him yet? No one, you're on the most famous team in the world. And like, you dress like that, man? Come on now. Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause. Yeah. Jerry. He dresses like a, a press man from the 1930s. Uh, it's just <laughs> wild. Um, uh, also, I want to talk about Steven Stamkos for a second here because yeah. Steven Stamkos will get, at some point here, Steven Stamkos will get his um, uh, thousandth point. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm requesting from Steven Stamkos. I request First to be on the power play. I request that it be a goal, and I request that it be in Tampa's next game. And the reason I request that is he is currently sitting at 944 games played, guys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He has 949 goals. Sorry, 400. Excuse me, 494 goals, 505 assists for 999 points. So nine. So it could his thousandth point could come in game nine four five for goal four nine five. Assist 505 and 1,000 points. You want that for the numbers. I thought it had something to do with the Leafs. No. Thought, are they playing the Leafs in no, six games? On Saturday. This Saturday. They're playing oh, them on Saturday. You if go. you save it for 946 <laughs> against the Leafs, Stammer, I'll never forgive you. 945-495-505-1000. I don't think It's going to be such a sexy stat line. Don't even talk to me. Uh, he will be the 95th player to ever do it. Oh, wow. Um, the closest player to 1,000 without actually hitting 1,000 with 995 points. Leafs, I'll never forgive you, Jason Spezza. Ah, It was the right Assistant thing. Assistant to the general manager. Jason One Spezza. more year. Uh, yo, <laughs> One more honestly, year. Honestly, maybe they gear him up for the playoff drive. Have you seen him in the stands lately? Maybe he's in the gym. There's no way. Why not? But maybe. Why couldn't you? Fucking Why couldn't great. you? He can still skate. He uh, wheels. God, that'd be great. A little bit of a little depth going in the playoffs. Mm. Adam, you want me, can I correct uh, one thing you said earlier? What? Uh, you said Dave Morrison was Leafs guy. Was he a head coach? Yeah. So he is currently still the director of player personnel for the Leafs. For the Leafs, but yes. he was the head scout, wasn't he? He's probably got a promotion. Though. All right, yeah. So yeah, he um, works there. So yeah, that's good. It's hockey. Dave, His name's Jason Dave. Spessa, special assistant to the general manager. Uh, Cliff Fletcher is who I was thinking of, not Gord Stellick, oh, who's no. still Cliff ha- hanging around as senior advisor. Yes, he still yeah. sits in the. I believe he still sits in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd be he'd be yelling at the uh, magnets going on the board. Absolutely, Ovechkin <laughs> is within eight goals of tying Gordy Howe for second place in all time goals. Already That's so dumb. It's dumb. And didn't he break the record for most road goals? I th- I saw I yeah. saw some ridiculous thing of Ovechkin numbers and he's got 13 goals already he's on pace for over 40 he's gonna do it he's gonna do he's gonna the do thing. the Gretzky thing though isn't he that's wild 
It's wild. He's going to do the Gretzky thing. And mm-hmm. he doesn't even need to be as dominant as he's been throughout his career to do it. Most career goals scored on the road by a player in the NHL. That's nuts. Regular season history. Alexander Ovechkin has 403. Wayne Gretzky, 402. So Ovechkin has more road goals than home goals, which is wild. We're probably he does, yeah. he's not at 800 yet. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're right. We're probably at a point where he's going to get um where he's he's going to we're going to kick off the new year and he's going to he's going to beat that record. He's 8 goals away. He I, in fact, he could do it this month. He could do it in December. Oh yeah. You could if he if they're playing 12 or 13 games, he can do it. Here's how goofy Ovechkin is. Which record are you talking about? 40. Oh, okay. Yeah. The only record. Yeah, he's 8 goals. He cares about the other record. Oh, he's got the most away goals. No, we talk, we're caring about Gordy. Most Gordy's away eight. goals matters. I, I think I think what matters is he has 124 game winning goals. 124. That's wild. Flat out, he's won 124 games just on that. No, he's he's not even at Patrick Marlowe's level. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Doesn't Marlowe have like the most game winning goals ever? I don't know. It's Does like he? him and Yager. Sandin, I believe, had the most overtime goals in the regular for season. A bit, for a yeah. bit. Most power play goals of all time, Alexander Ovechkin. Already? 291. Oh, he is. he's had this record for a little bit. Dave Anderchuk is at two at 274. Ovi has 291. Okay. Isn't that annoying so. that Anderchuk had 600 goals, held the record for power play goals, and still had to wait like two decades to get into the hall? I don't know. That pissed me off. Whatever. Yeah, that's a Hall of Famer. Brian well, no, Steve's he sh- gears. He shouldn't get in because it's it's just because he was in the league for a long time. Yeah, that should also help him, <laughs> not hinder him. You weirdos. Anyway, remember when we listed the? I mean, he was just in the NHL for a long time. That's not. Special. Are you? Are you? Is it weird that Obi's a minus twelve? By the way, no caps. No uh, struggles. Caps. Are uh, remember when we did this list of the all-time goal scorers, and you guys forgot Alexander Ovechkin? Oh. No. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I, about? Don't, I don't. Sometimes recall. it's like he scores so many you don't even think about it, right? He's like it's just it's forgotten. just there. It's it's sort of like what we were talking about last episode, where he just kind of stands with a stick in the air, and everybody knows what's coming, and yet everybody's like, "Wow, went in again." Stands there with his baggy jersey and two long pants and yellow laces and tinted visor, like an absolute tit. Best player on the ice. Best, he, Yo, if he didn't score so many goals, people would definitely make fun of his fit. For oh, sure. Yeah. Like, especially hockey equipment nerds, they'd be all over him for this. He shows up like the dude in House League who shows up late and gets in a fight. Yeah. 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 Four shows penalties. Up late and gets in a fight. Five goals. Like, oh, he got all his equipment from his older brother. Yeah. yeah. Like, just. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I think some media members might be listening to our podcast because I'm prompted. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> somebody tweeted what? this amazing picture of Alexander Ovechkin from 2018 simply standing. Just standing with the stick. Standing with, Honestly, his, with his stick in the air. Remember when you could, he's not even moving. Like his, his, his knees aren't even bent. The way like he's not even going to, he knows he's not moving. He's like, this is where I'm going to be now. He he's one of the only players I can think of in my lifetime who plays the full two minutes of every power play because he moves so little. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a little shuffle to I, I always wa- love watching him move too because it's it's not a skate. He sort of just shuffles. Yeah. He does a little oh, uh, 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 I, we before he retires, we need to get this player tracking shit figured out. Because 
Alex Ovechkin's player tracking, like how fast he skates and um, how much ice he covers is going to be so funny. Like for everyone else, it's going to be like on this power play, they covered 300 feet and 250 feet and 17 feet and 400 feet. Like Ovechkin moves less than the, the opposing goalie. Like I, I love him. It's on his ability to get open. He's he's a master at it. He's a master at making you forget that he's there and getting to the open spot of the ice. Like, here's I want to zoom out to find the nearest. Look at that! There's no one within 20 feet of him. It's Alex Ovechkin. I love that. I love that so much. Who's that? Jason Bro. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Yeah, he. It's, it's an it's an incredible ability, and he's gonna do it for at least a hundred and. One more goals to pass Wayne Gretzky. They're going to do reverse, reverse retro in like 20 years, and that's going to be the Caps logo. It's just Ovechkin standing stock still with his stick in the air. God, that's funny. I love that. You know what? That should be the Caps logo. Just That should be a t-shirt. It should. You know what would be the most annoying function of NHL ever is... <laughs> forgot to, uh, forgot to put it back on Sarah. All right. All right. Okay. Now, yesterday you may have seen um, that uh, the city of Tempe uh, voted unanimously in favor of a new Coyotes Arena, baby. The Arizona Coyotes and the Manula family are deeply thankful to the Tempe City Council for the unanimous support and cannot wait to move forward on this transformational development that is from Xavier Gutierrez. Our project will turn landfill into landmark and uh, one that will not only provides a wonderful home for the Coyotes, but also serves as a vibrant town square for Tempe, uh, generating thousands of sustainable jobs and millions of dollars in tax revenue per year. Now, let's talk about the plan. Greg Wyshynski, by the way, was at... Um, the uh the actual hearings or he was watching them online and oh. some of i i guess glendale had better citizens like more entertaining citizens coming up and talking into the microphone as you no, i'm sure rem- oh uh, tempe had some wild ones yeah um, no i had to watch the glendale city council meeting to cut highlights from it when i worked at cbc oh really one of the worst experiences of my life he said in terms of like you know, because you're you're always going to have, um, uh, if you work at City Hall, you're always going to have people that that will jump in on any any hearing <laughs> and say crazy shit. What up, council? Yeah, yeah. Remember the the yeah. California guys? What up, yeah. council? So anyway, we were trying to party, and you know, um, but uh, I guess everybody was very well behaved at this one. Uh, the project summary: It is a two point one billion dollar project, one of the largest developments in Arizona's history in terms of property development. Uh it's a city landfill currently. 1.5 million tons of trash will be removed at a cost of $75 million. Uh, they're going to build a 16,000-plus seat arena, which will obviously be the home of the Coyotes and, you know, concerts and things like that. I didn't know they were serious about the landfill thing. They are also yeah, the going... the project is named Landfill to Landmark. Yeah. I love that. Coyotes practice facility. Community amenity open to the public. Uh, and also use hockey programs, which is cool. Uh, which, you know what, honestly, for the Coyotes, I think that's going to be a real seller because if you look at the Leafs, they have to drive all the way to Etobicoke to go to the Ford Performance Center when I'm sure they could be like, if a lot of them live downtown, if you don't live in Toronto, the West End is always snarled with traffic. So being there on time has got to be a gigantic pain in the that's, ass. 
of that's I, that, such a good point. They need to change that. I, I've always thought that the Leafs, what the Leafs need to do is um, take Moss Park Arena in in uh, oh. in uh, in Moss in Moss Park where I used to live. I used to be able to walk to that arena and play hockey. And that none of the arenas in Toronto, just in the Toronto area, not the GTA, but just Toronto, have been updated since Expo 67. That's when most of them were built. That's an old barn. Moss Park, where we played hockey, all three of us played hockey there, um, hasn't been touched. It looks like something out of Slapshot. And if the Leafs were able to take over that, build an amazing community center, and obviously make that their performance center, heck of a lot easier and more central to downtown Toronto. That's one of the last places you have land. But uh, I think it's a little, it's a little too. This is this is way too inside Toronto baseball. But I think it's a little too central to downtown in that there's no room around that area for things like parking and just getting around. Right. You don't I think want, you dig it down. Like I like yeah. I think you blow it up, dig it like yeah. dig down. But I think on that tight city street, you don't want all of these pro athletes coming in all the time and right. coming out. Yeah, I think enough. where because the Raptors have their practice facility at the exhibition grounds. Yes. You know where you get onto Great the Great area. The OVO yeah. Athletic Center they call it now. Yeah. That is perfect. Next to Medieval Times. There's a giant parking lot. It's a little obscured where it's a little south of everything that's kind of going on. You need something like that for the Leafs. I well, think. and I think the NBA has a rule and this is why there is parking underneath uh, Scotiabank Arena because it was supposed to be a basketball arena and that was it. Um, uh, the NBA has a rule that every player has to have at least one parking spot. Every player. So they have, they have built a parking spot underneath it. I, I, I just, I don't know. I think the Leafs probably have to be looking at moving their performance closer. I agree with that. I would love to be a fly on the wall with any Arizona Coyotes fan listening to this going, oh my God, they made it about the Leafs. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, hadn't they learned their lessons already? Uh, no. It's always about the Leafs. Uh, no. Yeah. There will also be a restaurant row and retail center, so fine dining and boutique shopping. Two hotels, convention style and a boutique hotel. So there's obviously, you know, you're going to have major conventions come in. Probably a lot from Canada, actually, I would think, for like Coyotes. Uh, Maybe. Private medical office campus uh, with targeted tenancy, so they're thinking health, wellness, physical therapy. Um, about 2,000 residential units, uh, which is a 24-7, 365 live, work, play community. That's what they're trying to build. Hmm. And a 3,500-person theater uh, for smaller shows, performances, or activations. So that seems like a pretty hmm. amazing project. If you live in a, in a place like that, you got to be excited about that. It's, it's something they need. It's something that's going to be great and wonderful. Um... I've moved past the school thing. They're doing it. Here it is. I think it's super weird that a team in the best hockey league in the world is playing at a school for what it's probably going to end up being four years. Um, I, I think that's weird. I've always thought it was weird. That ship has sailed. This project will be great for the state, the city, everyone. Absolutely. Fans. Well, and let me, let me read you this. And if you're a Calgary Flames fan, plug your ears because you're going to hate this. Mm. Uh, the majority of it, majority, majority of it is, is privately funded. Uh, the total cost privately funded, privately funded. That's not what I expected you to say. Uh, that's why I said, if you're a flames fan, plug your ears because remember Calgary's arena deal fell apart because of inflation. Weirdly. I don't know why they didn't plan for that, but the arena deal fell because the city was going to do 50% and their cheap ass owner was going to do another 50%. And then the cheap ass owner said, no, you got to do more. And, and the, and the Calgary city council rightly said no we're not going to do that um now uh in this particular case the 
privately funded costs are going to be 1.9 of the estimated $2.1 billion. So that's roughly 92, 93% of it. Uh, the arena headquarters and practice facility, music theater, retail, hotel, residential office, all of that will be public or sorry, privately funded. The public cost will be estimated right now at two, 209 million, but will not exceed. This is the guarantee $229 million. And that things hmm. covers things like roads and, and, T- toilets and you know like plumbing all the other stuff that right. ne- electric that needs to go in that is a public domain thing now it's it's interesting that obviously tempe uh is obviously going going to foot that bill but what i like about this is there's a there's a ceiling like this yeah. is the most it will cost otherwise i would assume privately they have to kick up the rest of the money Pony up yeah yeah no that's great man like ev- from the beginning um this was always going to be great for Tempe if it goes through. Um, and it's, and it's hasn't been voted on yet. City council voted on it. Now it's going to go to referendum. Yes. For the whole city. I imagine it'll pass. I think it'll pass. Now, yeah. Gary Bettman spoke. He said it will Boo! shine. It will sh- <laughs> shut yeah. up. You know, this was a big deal because Bettman and Daly were there. No yeah. one wants to hear from you. Boo. <laughs> it will shine a light on Tempe. Uh, we will bring league events here, whether it's an all-star game or a draft. That's our commitment to you if this project goes forward. What I love is that he won't commit to either. <laughs> we will bring league events here, whether it's an all-star game or a draft. He is committed to neither. Have you you see that? Right? You guys heard that, right? Yeah. Also, it, league events. Well, we brought games. That those are league events. That is in five years, said Gary. That is a kid slamming a bunch of change on the table saying, What can I get for this many? We're talking about it. What was it? The two point one million billion billion dollars. Sorry, two point one billion dollar project. And yeah, we'll bring you the draft and all star game. They didn't say that though. He said whether it's or whether it's X let's, or Y. Let's say they whether. get both. Let's say they get both. Yeah. Do you know how much that generates? Shut up. I think the all star game would be the right thing to do. As much as I think the draft is cool, it it. I I think the all star game is for is going to get new fans in and if i think what gary should have done is just said like listen when the project's done we'll give him the all-star game the next yeah. year yeah that would have been a nice I think that, it's, a, it's a little far to make that commitment but i think it'll happen if gary bettman is still in charge to keep that promise i'm gonna be pissed that's also He'll a very in, good point he will be in charge <laughs> jesus when when the arizona coyotes play their first game in tempe i hope he's long gone Mm-hmm. That will not that will not be the case oh because his God, contract will not based on the timelines of this construction project. Um, four years. Yeah, about four years from from today. Uh, Gary will still be under contract. He's got four years yeah. left on his deal. And Simply awful. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is that if if there is a lockout like we think there could be, it will happen the season that that arena is due to open. That is going to be a lot of Coyotes fans uh, Joker origin story. 100%. Like <laughs> I'm begging him like on Craig Morgan on the phone knees. like this is what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Like, I feel I would feel that that at that point you have to feel terrible. Like I don't know how you could feel worse for what Coyotes fans have been put through, but at that point you have to be yeah. Oh, yeah. like that's just ridiculous. And, and you know what would be funny though? In a weird way, it would be Gary hoisting himself by his own petard, right? It would be like not for the first the, time. the team that he's this is staying, mm-hmm. and they finally got an arena, and then it's like ah, no season. No, that might be the best negotiating point the players have. 
is no. the fact that it's like you need the Coyotes to play this year. We know you do. Here's what's going to uh. happen. Gary Bettman has resigned and retired. Yes! To be replaced by Bill Daly. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. Let me know if this plan, this is what I think is going to happen. Let me know if you guys think this makes sense. Uh-huh. We get to, is it 2028? Because they renewed it for one year during the pandemic, right? They extended the the, the CBA for one year. So uh, is the lockout the 2027 20, season or 2028? 20, oh, five. 25. It? 25. Yeah. 25, 26, I think. NHL CBA. Actually, maybe that's a year later. Maybe he, maybe he did it perfectly. The NHL ratified a four-year extension to the CBA through the 2025-2026 season. So 26-27 would be the locked out year. Which would, I think, mean, if my numbers are right... 23, 24, 24, 25, 25, 26, 26, 27. Three years. No, but it's four years from now. Hmm. From this very moment. From this moment. I think think that might be, yeah, their first year in that building. Damn. We might still be a year away from that, though. Man, um, Coyotes fans, we love you. You deserve better. So this is this is what I think happens with Batman. They he has a four year deal, right? So he's going to stick four years left, four years, four years left on the deal. I think he he signed a five year deal last year. Yeah. During the Kyle Beach situation, by the way. So I think he sticks around through the lockout because that's his specialty. Yep. Like when we're saying lockout, we don't know a lockout is going to happen. We just probably think it's a good he's happen. great at not letting the league play hockey he's exactly awesome so we think that 26 27 seasons to be locked out i think he does that and then he sticks around for two more years and that's his like piece the day restance you know that's his end end game i locked him out one last time right. and i got an even harder salary cap it's yeah. quadruple hard <laughs> it's triple hard also, now it's quadruple now every NHL player must go through my approval. Either you get a thumbs up or a thumbs down on whether you know you're allowed to be on a team. You know, it'd be great. Is that it's like okay, so your first contract, your entry level contract, is followed by your sub entry level contract. <laughs> so you ha- you sign for three years as an entry level, and then you have to make less mm-hmm. because it's your sub entry level, and then you can hit free. This agency. should be a conversation Losers. about why we should be excited about that fucking building. And that honestly, no, but I'm serious. The, I'm excited about that building because I think it's going to prevent a lockout because no, because they're going to put that much money <laughs> into it. And then, about? and then Batman's going to be like, yeah, no, we're not playing games. I don't think so. No, he hasn't no, fought this that... long. This is, this is the crown jewel in the Gary Batman, uh, uh, arsenal. This, no, the, the sal- Arizona the succeeding is, is that Arizona. I, I, good. I hope he's crushed. Arizona succeeding deserve to be proud of himself. Arizona succeeding, which uh, listen, we all want that. It's not like we don't want it. It's just always been improbable. Mm-hmm. And it's been on life support for years until now. Uh, Remember, I, the city of Tempe did not renew their lease with a professional sports Glendale, team. Glendale. Sorry, Glendale did not re- renew their lease with a prof- right. professional sports team, which is supposed to be the thing that just prints money in North America. Yes. and I, Because I, this team was so... So listen, the Coyotes... Listen, we've made fun of the Coyotes organization a lot. Retire. They might be the thing that saves us. No. Do you guys? I think he retires two years after that, and that's no. where he ends out. He sticks around for that lockup, and then they work on a succession plan. Right after that, twenty seven, twenty eight season. And you know what would happen? Does that makes sense. Then they would induct him into the Hall of. Fe- oh right, oh, yeah. he's oh, already in. He's it. already in. Dude, he's seventy now. 
Retire. Yo, man, at 70, I straight up don't want to be working. If it's if it's at all possible. <laughs> 70? I, I want to be golfing with Jesse. <laughs> That's what I want to be doing. I want to be old. Are you going to golf? Do you golf? Are you going to golf with us? No, Steve I'm gets yeah. too upset. I want to be, be talking about the old times and how these young kids, they just don't know hard Steve work. Gets too That's upset. what I want to no, do. No, no, no. We're going to have a, a uh, 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 foursome of people golfing. Mm-hmm. Adam, me, Jesse, my chiropractor to make sure that I last all 18 holes. You're supposed to be able to golf to your old because it's easier on your yes. joints. Yes. No. You also said you fixed your back. No, it is. Well, now my neck's fucked. Well, he, yeah, because oh <laughs> he moved a fridge. I did. Guy with bad back's like, yeah, I'll move a fridge. And my oh, back's God. fine, but it, no, it's more of a shoulder neck. Uh, I'm fine. I'm on the mend. Rupe Hintz signs a fabulous contract for both him and the Dallas Stars. This is a great deal. Eight years, uh, $67.6 million. He's been unbelievable this year. 24 points in 22 games with Robertson and Pavelski. What a line. Uh, he had 38 goals last year in 80 games. Um, and this is a guy who was a 49th overall pick. Listen, I'm sure they expected that he had a high ceiling, but I'm not sure they were expecting this. Um, nope. And he's been spectacular. 8.45 million starting next year. And I, I, what I, what I want to say about the Dallas Stars is it's been fascinating because remember, this is a team that two years ago was in the Stanley Cup final. Yep. They were playing smothering defense. Mm-hmm. And then they missed the playoffs. With a backup goalie. After co- yeah, with a backup goalie. They missed the playoffs because they had like half the team didn't go down with COVID and whatever. This team is replacing its core with a new, potentially better core without even missing a step. Like, take mm-hmm. COVID out of it. The Dallas Stars are a playoff team a couple years ago, a couple seasons ago, not years ago. Uh, if uh, after the Stanley Cup, that next season, they're, they're a playoff team had that COVID shutdown not happen. And what I mean is, is that they had to shut the entire team down because there's an outbreak. I think it's amazing what's happening here because Sang- Sagan and Ben are on their way out, mm-hmm. still playing well, well enough. Ben's having a resurgence. Yeah. Sagan had one and he's but, still But they used to be the core along with Spets. Yeah. Now they've replaced those guys. That is amazing. They've done it without tanking. It's the most seamless transition from core to core I've seen in recent memory. And Miro Haskinen, like, they're just, their identity is just finish, first of all. They're all finish. <laughs> and true. except for Jason Robertson, who I'm sure we'll find out he's finished somehow. Yeah. No, can, I, can I list them? Yeah, sure. It's um, finished players on the Dallas Stars. Rupe Hintz, Miro Haskinen, Essa Lindell, Yanni Hockenpah, uh, Kiviranta. Up and Joel down the line. Fucking Kiwi Renta. <laughs> Five finish players. Love Insane. that. Love that. Um, and uh, like they're just underrated. Like all of them are underrated. And I, they found, I think, if not an all star this year, then a future all star in Jake Ottinger in the first round. Yep. <laughs> Drafting goalies in the first round. Who'd have thunk it? Where did Jason Robertson, second round, 39th overall? Yeah, both Robertson brothers. Insane. Yeah. They're, yeah. The, the, it's unbelievable it's the a, way they've been able to find this talent. Uh, not like I guess uh, Heiskanen's was third overall, which is he's like, the only one. Though. There, yeah. there's an easy, easy one on the board. But like, yeah, he's the only one. They've been really, really good at finding this talent and rebuilding on the fly. It's been crazy impressive. And yeah. Jake Ottinger, you know, he's the uh, he's the backbone. He is. I, I listen, man. I don't know. Sure is. Where is Dallas without him, though? Honestly, like really, Scott Wedgwood has been just fine. Yeah, yeah. But are they? I thought Wedgwood was the perfect. Steve. Number two, three guy. No, 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 Adam. But this is about Scott Wedgwood. <laughs> yeah, he's been 
Super fine. No, but he had to fill in for uh, Andrew when he was hurt. He did. He did. He did. I made a good point. You did. Fuck the both of you. But what I'm saying, all I'm asking for is is for you to back me up on Jake Ottinger is great. And you're like, no, no, I'm going to Twitter you. <laughs> Don't you wish? But actually, Scott, Scott Wedgwood. Scott Wedgwood. <laughs> For Steve, I don't know why he decided to go this route when we were talking about how great uh, Jake Ottinger has only been five and four. He's five uh, four and one. Five hundred as the backup. Five four and one with a nine oh six above like nine hundred. He's been in. Thank you for proving my point. He's been an adequate backup goalie for ten games. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, because no, no, the adequate backup goalie is the reason the stars are great. Yes. Yeah. I wish. Don't you wish this was hockey night in Canada? I make a point. And then two of the other people on the panel jump on me and I go, fuck the both of you. Yeah. <laughs> I do actually. I wish just that. want Kevin B. actually to go, you know what? Fuck, fuck that. Listen, fuck that. Jake so, Ottinger's eight and two. They're, they're good people, but yeah. I do. <laughs> and they, the stars have an additional five. Thanks to Scott. <laughs> I, I do wish the hockey night in Canada, Canada panels were Said allowed. Fuck. We're allowed to disagree with each other. It seems like sometimes oh, they, they, they want to go there. Well, they do. Well, not really. This is wait. If listen, if you want to go on a rant, you let me hide behind this tree. Oh, I'm just go saying. Ahead. I wish they would, because I love. I love when they do banter. You see flashes of it. You're like, oh, there. I don't ah. think they're allowed oh. to say fuck though. Probably not yet. Not yet. Mm, yeah. yeah. Maybe when they do uh, hockey night in Canada digital, because for whatever reason in yeah, digital, when Netflix buys all the rights. Doesn't exactly. Just watch hockey night in Canada. Can you? Steve I know. I know. But can you swear? Um, well, we had an F-bomb this past week. Yes, but that wasn't you. <laughs> that was an accident. Yeah. And By the way, not you're not me. doing a game this weekend, right? No. Okay. No. Has the Saturday off. Are you allowed to swear? Um, they highly encourage you not to, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, there's no CRTC, mm -hmm. um, Thank regulations on YouTube, oh. right? So, so you could, yeah. In theory, you could, but like, I don't know. I know there's a lot of parents who watch and everything. It's unnecessary. Kids, yeah. It's unnecessary. What off? fucking pass <laughs> it's just you don't need to do it some would say i don't need to fucking do it here sorry and some know. would say that but you know fuck them fuck you for disrespecting scott Wedgwood. <laughs> <laughs> i have been beyond impressed with the dallas stars especially They've, scott Wedgwood. especially scott Wedgwood. your one it's, good goalie take <laughs> what wow. jake Ottinger is amazing yeah okay it where are the Dallas Stars in the state? Uh, Dallas Stars, Detroit Red Wings in the standings. They're in the right playoffs. Now. They're in the second okay, wild card. Yeah, first first right. wild card. First wild card. Billy Huso has because had, of Nedeljkovic. <laughs> Billy Huso has had two bad games what? all season. That's it. He's had two really mediocre games. One was versus the Leafs, and the other one was I think he allowed like six goals uh, a couple Trash. weeks ago. He got pulled <laughs> before the halfway mark. I'm just what saying the, the Red Wings have been fantastic. They're in a playoff spot. They're ahead of a lot of teams that a lot of people didn't think they'd be ahead of. The Red Wings should be very proud of their future. Do they're the, doing this season. Do the Red Wings have a Nadelkovich problem? Because he's played, he started six games this year, two, three, and one. Mm -hmm. Goals against average is over four. Now, I realize it's small sample size, but that's still not great. It's small sample because they won't play him. His yeah, save percentage is 880. Damn. We got to stop doubting whatever the Carolina Hurricanes have. Yeah. Stop doubting Don Waddell and Rod Brindamore. It's the last bad thing I ever say. Like I last year was like all high and mighty. I cannot believe that they would just give up Nadelkovich like that. Just block their number. Well, yeah. Don't no, ever pick it's up. It's crazy the phone. that Nadelkovich has been so bad, and yet the Red Wings are good because of their other goalie. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Who's their other goalie, guys? 
Um, Billy Uso. Oh, Jesus shit! I was trying just, to think you, of who the third. You just blew is. that guy's uh, spot, uh, uh, speaker, man. That's who <laughs> it's it is. Very loud. All right, uh, just uh, just so people know, bang on the table some more. He's very good. Outside of a one game versus the Leafs and another game that I was watching wasn't good. I, uh, I've only seen one game. He wasn't very good. <laughs> He's been bad in every Red Wings game I've watched this year. <laughs> 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 Why don't we do the press conference, boys? 